0: Welcome to the 200% Life Podcast with Adam Hergenrother and Caitlin Frotland, where we bring you weekly insights into spiritual growth and business success. For those of you listening on Spotify, we're testing out a new Q&A feature, and we'd love to know what questions you have or topics you'd like to address. So please drop your questions in the Q&A box below the show notes. We do appreciate them. We do tackle the um, questions that are in there. Uh, So please send them in there. I know that you guys are doing the deep work. We know that Thousands of you are listening to this and asking questions. So please ask and continue to ask questions so that we can help you along the way. Uh, you know, it's really funny. In 2000, I wasn't it, even, was it 2000? was 1996, actually, my freshman year in high school. I is, and most people that um, have followed me have, have known the story that's kind of, I was like 100 pounds overweight. I was kind of in the, recreational drugs and failing classes mainly because I wasn't trying and so then I I had this kind of moment where I just realized that I was no longer gonna live somebody else's life to make a long story short and I remember sitting up in my room um, it was one of those vivid memories that I have and uh, I turned on Celine Dion which for some reason is like on repeat I forget I, I try to remember the song but I remember it was on repeat so was sitting there and I was like between crying and trying to figure out my life and I actually started for the first time really using visualization. It was like a, um, it was a really powerful way to start to visualize what I wanted in my life to look like. I actually got really big in the vision boards and to like manifesting and to really like, and it really was helpful for me. Like, so people ask that question, like, sure. Like it really helped me just look, all of the techniques help you. And it just, it's like, if you first learning to play baseball, learning how to grip a bat is probably helpful right? I mean, it's it's true, right? Like if you're learning to play pickleball, because a lot of people say pickleball, like going and finding a pickleball and learning the rules is going to be helpful for playing it. Of course, at some time that no longer serves its purpose because you now know how to grip a bat or grip a pickleball and know the rules of not being in the kitchen, right? Like I just used that because we started learning that this year, right? <laughs> so all techniques are great based on where you're at. And the key is that you're willing to be oriented in this. And for me, it was really early on in my life. And that's why I think Like vision boards or the secret, which, you know, we can get into in a second, uh, is powerful. And really, I think some people in like higher elements of spirituality look like kind of poo -poo it a little Mm -hmm. bit. They're like, Oh, you're in vision boards. And I'm always like, look, man, like that really helped me. Um, and it's kind of like whatever, there's millions of techniques out there. And as long as the technique that you're using is advancing or getting you oriented in a new direction so that you're working on yourself. That is wonderful. It doesn't matter. There's no judgment. There should be zero judgment on anybody if they're whether they're at the same level with you or not level you. Again, that would be like what a what a PGA player golf pro works on is different than somebody that's you know, learning how to play golf or in high school or in college. So it's just, it's just degrees at which you've been doing the, your sports long enough, which spirituality, personal growth is a sport. So it just depends on that. And for me, that was really helpful early on. And I remember creating these vision boards. I kind of wrote it out what I wanted. I stayed up all night and just kind of really started like just visualizing, envisioning what I wanted my life, my life to look like. Surprisingly, it, not, I don't know if it's surprisingly, it, came true like yeah. it literally in that moment i was like i want to get healthy i want to like i want to play sports i ended up becoming captain of my football team we won the state championships uh, and then later on in my life we implemented what's called our future self and it's a future self tool and it was built out and it's still on our website you can have it it's a free tool we'd love for you to utilize it because um, it gets emailed into your inbox every day and it's just on six different categories that are important and all the, what I would say about that is you can call it visualization, you can call it manifestation, uh, whatever you want to refer to it as. It's also just getting clear in the mechanical world, which is your secondary focus, the world that you're in and playing in, directions and things that you want to go. Um, I still think that there's a primary, the primary source and reason why you're here is self-realization, self-actualization, to know thyself, right? Whatever it is that you want to refer to that as, that is primary. But then there's also a whole bunch of other things you can do while you're here, right? That you're, while you're practicing your primary, you can still go out there and do all those different things. So it's, it's fun to visualize or create a life that you, that you want to um, have a path down at least, especially when you're clear, you you need some sort of direction the the difference between, and we'll get in this uh, to this is, and I'll put a pin in it so you can ask the question, but um, is like, is it the ego creating your manifestations or is it? It's, it's self-manifesting and you're bringing it into physicality, which is two different things um, that we, we could talk about. But that's – so, when, when again, if you're into visualizations, vision boards, different things, those are wonderful. We use the Fruit Yourself tool for a while. I don't use it as much anymore, but for about 12 years, I used it religiously, and the majority of the things that were on there happened. Like, I mean, like, the financial success, business success um, – you know, parenting. I didn't have any kids. I ended up having three kids just like I wanted. Like, it was literally like, I mean, it was just sure somebody could say, well, that you're doing it. Maybe it was just the direction, the orientation of what it was, but a lot of those, I mean, it worked. It really did. And we had a lot of people do those and the same thing happened. I think it's just really good to get clear in a direction and you may use that for the rest of your life and you may find that it no longer serves its purpose at some point. Um, But there's plenty of techniques along the way that continue to bring you to the next level. And that's what you're looking for, right? Is that you're looking for a way to make this a little bit easier um, and a little bit more of a path so you can take it um, to whatever your next levels, and regardless of what that is, playing in the business world, parenting, um, personal life, or in your inner growth.
1: Mm. I actually think that vision boards particularly are so helpful, like you're saying early on. I was um, teaching high school like a lifetime ago, and um, I started the class, or my creative writing class, with vision boards, and we watched The Secret, and it set the tone for the yeah. whole entire class and was by far my most favorite class because yeah. all the kids immediately were on board, you know, yeah. like who doesn't want to have time to sit about and think about what your life is going to be like, especially at that pivotal yeah. point in your life. Yeah. Um, so I agree, hugely valuable. Um, and then as I think people are on this like 200% life path or surrender path, the question comes up like, okay you know, this law of attraction thing is pretty cool and visualizing and manifesting, but it almost seems like it's in direct opposition with the idea of surrendering and letting life taking the lead. And so I guess that's, yes, like the vision board's manifesting, all awesome. And once you're kind of in the surrender mode does it still have a place? I mean, I think you kind of answered that, but can we dig into it a little bit more?
0: Absolutely. You know, um, Adi Shanti uh, talked about the, uh, he actually wrote like two volumes of books called The Most Important Thing, Volume One and Most Important Thing, Volume Two. And it's the title of it is really, the book is is worth reading if you haven't read it uh, or listened to it, but it's, it's very, like he talks about it in the first two sentences of the book is like you have to know what the most important thing is in your life and that's why i started with i think the primary most important thing of your life is self-realization to know who you are so that you can walk around and then handle the secondary aspect of life which is this fun field that you have we talk about this in 200 life the, the 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 axis between a cross right which you have the vertical part which is more of that primary that being it's in the ground holding it there you're rooted there but then there is a horizontal axis in the intersection between that and like the 200% life is really the intersection between the horizontal and the vertical. But if you don't have the vertical, the horizontal doesn't matter. Right. Cause like the vertical is what keeps you grounded in there. It's also, um, there's been, uh, more and more talk at least. And I paid attention. Maybe I just paid more attention to it recently of Steve jobs. Um, and we shared an article in our last, in one of our Tuesday emails recently that, uh, that talked about, um, how Steve's last last gift that he gave uh, again, Steve, I thought this is interesting because Steve Jobs obviously has, you know, accumulated massive amounts of wealth and created a tremendous value to the world. And most of us are using his products still.
1: Yeah, iPhone's number one product of all time.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's yeah. wild, right? So think about that. And yet when he faced death for seven years, uh, I believe he was sick for about seven years. Um, and as he kind of got to the end of it, he had one last gift, wish, with a message for people, uh, which was the book by the the Autobiography of a Yogi, um, that he gave out 500 copies of it at his funeral. And he said, this is the most important thing for you to know.
1: And he wasn't just giving it to anybody. I mean, the people that were there at his service, I mean, are... Very well accomplished yeah, people. Salesforce
0: CEO Mark. Yeah. Like I mean, it was like you know, App, you know, Tim. I mean, it was ever. It was Bill Gates. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was like all those individuals. Bill yes. Clinton. Bill Clinton. yes yeah. exactly. <laughs> and literally, he knew that. Like he knew that. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, he knew he was going to be passing at at those last stages. And he said, "I have one last gift." And he goes, "This is the most important thing." So again, I, I always use him because people that are listening to this are also a lot of people are in business or kind of focused on that too as well. It doesn't mean you give that up. It just means that that's not. It, what's the most important thing, and that's your primary right, which is self-realization. while you're here. Now, while you're here, let's go have some fun. It's kind of like okay, we're we want to take a vacation, and does it really matter where we go? Maybe not. But while we're here, let's have some fun, right? So it's the same thing. You kind of drop down here for a little while. Your primary purpose is to know thyself, to self-realization. Which, thought about Rishyogi, the entire book is based on self-realization, at least in my opinion. Um, and uh, and I actually did read it again. I actually listened to it again. Uh, after, like, I just, because it came up again. I was like, I did to read it again. And uh, it's got some, it's, anyways, it's got, it's got some great lines uh, in there. I think it's also a book that you can use in hard copy versus audible. Um, mm-hmm. Hard copy, cause it's got so many good one-liners sometimes that you can really, like, think through. Anyways, he, the, so Steve gave that, right, as, as kind of his, um, uh, his kind of last gift and wish. And he actually even, you know, he's like, this is the most important thing. So, again, that's the, the, the answer to the question, like, the primary source of what, why you're here here. Again, leaves clues. And they've been talking about this for hundreds of thousands of years. They've inscribed it in the pyramids, right? Know thyself. There's like a, these massive breadcrumbs forever like that. It becomes your primary. So if you if you set your intention, that's my most important thing, then what you can do is then you can go have fun with whatever is kind of out there. And by the way, when you go and you set like a future self from there, you're no longer setting it in a way that you need something from the moment. You're now setting your future or your... Deciding to go play the piano or go get really good in the tennis or really to build a business or to become a parent or to just, you know, be in your community and and appreciate the moment. You're now hitting the moment by raising it up because your primary is to make sure that you're that you're experiencing yourself, which is all the work that you can do, which is to really relax, release, let go of that part of you. That's preventing you from actually enjoying that. Um, So you can then use a level of manifestation to have fun in the world. Right. There's nothing wrong with that. So it, it may be that it naturally comes through that you want to write a book. So you write the book. Right. I mean, a great example of this and just, you know, there's probably plenty of people that I have. But the example that he use here is like, you know, look at like Eckhart Tolle, which, you know, he uh, he asked for acceleration of his book. You know, he wrote The Power of Now and he was like, it felt it was it was actually coming within me, like just writing it. And it was just a series of questions that he put it in there and he's like it didn't really matter if it was one person or if it was three people that read it. And then ultimately, you know, it, it, for three years, it didn't do well, right? It just, he would walk from bookstore to bookstore trying to get people to take it back then because this is what they were. And then finally somebody read it and sent it, of course, to Oprah. And then he's like, Ah, oh, he says, and then Oprah happened, right? Like, and then it was, and then it was there and he kind of went, but he, he always says, he's like, I'm willing to teach until I'm no longer willing to, or I'm no longer asked to, and I'm happy to hang that up. Um, and so he, he, I've heard him say that multiple times, you know, because he's probably the, I would say arguably the person doing the most speaking probably out there out of mm-hmm. people like going around and kind of doing that. And he's like, I'm also happy to um, not the minute I'm not asked to anymore or the minute it's no longer necessary for me to do that.
1: Well, it's interesting you brought him up because he is an example of a spiritual teacher who teaches mm-hmm. both about surrender, but also about manifesting. manifestation. But it seems to me the way he's teaching it is almost bringing the two together yes. in the sense that, Um, manifesting is almost an extension of or like next level of surrender? Like you're actually embodying um, a way of being that then makes manifesting just kind of an organic process? Have you yeah. I mean, yeah. I think
0: you're, I think you're spot on. I mean, he, he definitely is the teacher out there that teaches manifestation more than anything. Um, and he always, he always starts his manifestation courses though, or he talks about him. Yeah. Well,
1: I was going to say there are other people who teach law of attraction, but it's very much about okay. do this to yes. get what you want. Exactly. He's the one yes. that's. Yes, that's exactly yeah. right. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, there's a lot of life coaches, which is great. If that's a technique if that's works for you, then go get what you want. But most people are saying what they want based on, to take something to feel better about the reason why they're doing it, right? And I think what what Eckhart's trying to bring in there is like, or even Michael, but he never talks about manifestation, but he'll always say surrender. But it's not about sure go have a jet, right, or whatever it is. It's not about not buying that new house,
1: right? But he says, I mean, I don't yeah. don't quote him exactly, but he's like law of attraction. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I know. I
0: know. He's he's the one that kind of throws that out there because he what he I think what he's saying from that that perspective is that he's saying that. If you go out there and try to, he said, yes, the law of attraction works, it will work. But he said, most of what you're attracting is ego. And so that you're sitting there, why would you go out there and want to get what you want all the time? You're not doing the deep work when you're doing that. Because all you're doing is now focused and that becomes your most important thing about getting what you want. And that's why he's so caught up in that law of attraction piece uh, for what that is. But It's also, I've also heard him talk about before is like when you're really clear, you get clear on what you want and where the direction you want to go in your, in your life. Like you may just find yourself in business and doing these different things. Eckhart probably takes it to another degree. And I think, again, you can find yourself in any of this, which is like, it's this individual, like, okay, surrender. And, you know, whenever I hear Eckhart talk about this, my, of course, my ego always likes to side with Eckhart, because he's like, oh, he's telling me it's perfectly fine to go out there and do all these different things. And, and what he's really, what he's really saying um, is that, and just from my own experience, there's really wrong with manifesting. It's just make sure that's your secondary part. Like, again, that's the 100% inner world and there's 100% outer world. Just like the 200% life. There's nothing wrong with an outer life and you should explore that. And if you, and you want to go build a house because it's wonderful for you and, and you can do it, that's great. That can just allow that to happen, but it's like this consciousness itself, the more clearer you are, it manifests through you. And I think that's really what Eckhart's getting at. It's like, it's not about ego manifesting, which is what, which is what, Michael's basically saying don't do because you are manifesting an ego which ends up running your entire life instead of if you once you're more centered you are naturally manifest out in the outer world which is what you end up playing with it's a it's a fine degree from from what it is um, and what I would say is that if you if you're like trying to figure out which one you go first or what do you do just go do it and see if it solves your inner world right? Go do that. And when you get it, see if you feel whole and complete forever or see that if you need it, once you get it, are you still attached to it? Do you still need to have it? Is it still part of your, your, your self-worth? And that's when you know you're still doing that and manifesting it from that lower part of yourself.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, One question that kind of ties into this is so, you know, Michael talks a lot about surrender, obviously, but when he was first starting out, he was in the academic world and economics and he left and he went, to the, woods. into the woods. <laughs> and I was, when I was recently reading the 200% life it's a chapter on it, yeah. um, you talk about a coaching client who went into an early partial retirement to kind of realign, yes. um, with letting life unfold. And yet, so where does that fit in where, like, but you have started on this spiritual journey and nothing, you know, you have not mm-hmm. left your business. Yeah, yeah, like you're still yeah. doing the exact same thing as when you started. So how do, um, in terms of like creating the life that you want or knowing what what is my next move how do you how do you yeah yeah some people make big changes some people make none at all like yeah. how do yeah. you I know? think that
0: I, I think you don't know i think that's you have that's what the faith is all about right which is and that leaves plenty of room for religion or what you're doing there really what you're what you're leaning into is I, my mind doesn't know the answer really i'm gonna lean into this and i'm happy to be in business until people ask me not to be right. I mean, it's just, that's, that's simple as that. Or if it just naturally unfolds that process and you just find yourself out of business or you've not out of business, but you find yourself out of the role that you're in. Right. And I've always said that publicly to anything. It's like, if I'm never not the person that needs to be there, then I'm happy to make way for somebody else to do it. And I'm never going to think I need to hold a position for anything. Um, and I think that's, that's been interesting in my life. Um, I think that, uh, I, think, I don't think people and again Michael was in it until basically his lawsuit happened and then all of a sudden that was the sign of him going out there and he never went back into it when he, one thing he did say like when, when we were chatting uh, he did we did talk about hes like I don't really want to talk about business but then he talked about business which I thought was, <laughs> was hilarious but he um, he said that uh, he said one thing to do is that you always want to make sure you spend way less than you make uh, and he said because if you're ever worried and this is something I took away he's like if, if you spend more money, or spending majority of your money, then you always become fixated on, on trying to accomplish that piece and it prevents you from doing the deeper work. Um, and so he did, did, I mean, again, there's, look, you can't ignore, that's why the 200% life, you can't ignore the whole outer world. And if you want to manifest something and you, and you, want, to, you want to go after it, you should go do that and then tell me whether or not you feel everything that you thought you would feel from getting it. let just be aware of that. And what you'll find is most likely you go, it didn't do it for me. And so then you go, okay, great. So is that, that was a manifestation from something that you bought into, but that by manifesting this and then getting it, I was then going to feel better about myself and or feel better about the state that I could be in or my state of consciousness. And you realize that doesn't work. The clearer you get, the manifestations themselves become clear. Does that make sense? Like it's, it all comes down to this right now. If it's really murky outside, it's really tough to see through a pond. But the clearer it gets, so you're just guessing what's on the other side. The clearer it gets, the more you're able to see and so therefore you're able to have more clarity on what you either want to manifest or don't want to manifest. And in my experience, the more the clearer you get, it's no it's not really even call I wouldn't even call it manifestation. It's more of just like this movement that happens within you that you naturally start applying yourself towards. and then you just see it unfold and then like the direction will take you there. And again, everyone wants to know, it's like, how do I know I'm going on the right path? How do I know that I'm doing this? Well, you'll know because if you're doing it and it's, it's again, and you're still feeling either worse or the same condition, then you're doing it for the wrong reasons. And it may not be what you're doing. It's the part of you that's doing it. And we've always said this from a long time ago, spirituality is never about not doing something. It's about what part of you is actually doing it. And the part of you that drops, so a part of you could be manifesting, just like a part of you could be manifesting um, in a way that's egoic based. And one could be manifesting in a way that's more aligned with the natural realities of the physical world because you can't, I mean, it is a wonderful world to play in and everyone has a different nature, just like some animals build shelters underground, right? Is that manifestation or is that just their natural instinct? Some animals build shelters in trees, right? Some animals eat grass. Some animals eat meat. I mean, you don't see a deer eating a rabbit, right? They just look really weird. And so again, it's, everyone has their own, Again, nature that would likely manifest into the physical world until you're until you're no longer here.
1: I love that that it's a movement and that there's just a lot of clarity and it makes me think of the surrender experiment or something where, my, where Michael Singer, every single time he needed a new piece of land for the temple, yeah. it would just appear exactly. and it's not it is Well, remember is like- when
0: when when you're going through that because people hear that and they go okay i'm just going to lay in life and just let it go it's not that either right so just on the other side it's it was they were actually in that example like they were actually fighting Like in trying, they were talking to people like when they needed it, it just would show up and the money would show up for it once they, but they were engaged with it. They didn't like, Oh, it'll just happen. They are actually engaged with it. Or then when they wanted to put that dump near their place, they fought it. Right. So they actually fought it consciously for what it is. So it's never about not taking action. I don't want people to hear that and be like, Oh, life will just show up. It does show up, but most of the show up that is showing up for you right now, you're not paying attention to. That's where people miss. And what happens is, and this is guess, a great segue, what happens is the clearer you get, all those signals that you're looking for in the mind are actually right in front of you. And those start to show up in a different way. And you, those signals, those clues, those breadcrumbs that are right in front of you literally become illuminated as like a path. And it becomes so clear to you. Whereas right now it's not clear to you and you keep going to the mind because you're literally, it's like you're turned around and you're looking directly into the darkness to realize you could turn in any moment and, and realize there's light in front of you. And that's, that's how simple it is. But until people experience that, they don't get the, that's why it's so hard to put that in words and why people keep going to the mind going, I want a better word. I want a better word. I want a better formula. I want somebody to tell me what to do because the mind is looking for that. But the minute the mind is no longer there, the path becomes illuminated and that's what that's that's and you have to experience that for yourself. It's it's again it's the menu is not the meal. If you're reading the menu for a long period of time, you can talk about the burger and you can talk about what's on it, but you're never going to experience what it's like to take a bite of that or an apple or how do you explain what an orange tastes like to somebody who's never tasted an orange? That's why it becomes so complicated. So the deeper the work that you do here, the the path is just there. And that's why I've heard from, you know, I know we both listen to many, many spiritual teachers and they always get to that path where they start to try and say, I don't know how else to say it to you, right? Like that's, that's some of those words and it's like whether it's Ganga G or, or whoever, Ram Dass, all these, they're like, I don't know how to tell it to you. It's like, you have to experience it. It's like, you have to experience like what running a 5K feels like to experience it, right? You have to feel like running a mile, what that feels like. And the same thing inwardly, the more you can just experience the clarity that comes, you won't even be asking the question because it's just there, And it's just, it's so simple and clear.
1: I feel like a lot of people have probably had little mini moments of that, but what you're talking about is like an extended whole entire path. But like we've all had a moment where we're like, whoa, that was way beyond a coincidence. Yes. Reminds me of the book The Alchemist. Do you ever read yeah, that? Like I did. way back yeah. when? Yeah. That was another yeah. high school favorite. Yeah. yeah. Um, th- but that kind of introduces people to the idea that if you're paying attention yes. to not paying attention to your mind, just look, exactly. looking outward, all these signs come up. And that kind of feels like. What, exactly. Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. So, um, what I would encourage people to do is, uh, just for a day, right? Just, just be open, be aware. Do you actually remember in the surrender experiment where, um, Michael actually went to Mexico And it was like he had all those clues show up over and over again. He talks about that. I think he uses that as an example because it was like three major events that if he hadn't been paying attention, he may not have seen it, but they were like right there in front of him.
1: There was like a map map at the gas station. Yes,
0: exactly. And
1: at the end when he's in Mexico and meditating and the guys come up on the horse, that one to me just blows my mind because he's meditating. He hears people come up. He's on land. He's not supposed to be on, but he decides not to open his eyes and he's just going to finish his 20 more minutes of meditation. And then he opens his eyes and, I mean, they anything could have happened, yes. but they made a part of this community, brought him into yeah. their village. They shared yes. a meal like yeah. that. I mean, to, if that's not uh, the greatest example of just trusting life, I mean.
0: Yeah, And I think that's why he the series of books that he wrote when he wrote the this experiment was trying to say is trying to answer this question for everybody. Stop trying to figure it out and you surrender in the manifestation from it. Again, it's not like he didn't take massive action. He built a billion dollar business, right? right? He hired people. He fired people. He sold his company. He lawsuits you into all of that stuff showed up. And again, he just you navigate through all that and you use your as your again, I guess the point is that the primary has to be is, is knowing why you're here. So what is your why you're here? If you're here to get everything, then that's going to be your primary source, right? That's going to be the start and that's going to be. I'm going to take and I'm going to go after, and that's fine. If that's your thing, you're probably not even listening to this, anyways, right? There's most likely, if you've made it this far or listening to any of these podcasts, there's a part of you that's recognizing that that just doesn't, it's not wrong. And I don't want to give that up, but there's probably more to life. Again, enter the 200% life. So for this, that's when you go, okay, the primary is the being part, which is 100% inner world. I'm going to be aware of my actions, be aware of that world, my voice, the self concept, right? The emotions that are going on there. And I'm also going to be aware of this outer world and I'm just going to pay attention whenever I've been faced and I've done this even recently, I've just asked whenever I've been faced with the business challenges that are there, a lot of times I will ask the question, which is, all right, you know, I, maybe I'm in a meditation or just come right out of meditation. I'd be like, I would love acceleration or I would love a sign or a signal or different things. Actually, I don't know if I've ever shared this before, I asked that one time, I told my wife about this, I, I forgot about this, I asked, uh, I asked uh, I read a meditation, I was like, this was like two years ago, and or maybe two and a half years ago, and I was like, what should this decision be, and I was really, I'm like, I know, the, I, I As excited, I'm like, I know the mind can't answer it, right, like I know the mind can't answer it, so I'm like, somebody just throw me a little, like a note or something, please, like send me an email so I can tell me what to do, again, I've been there just like everyone else is, and. I just kind of forgot about it. And then later on that day, I was driving my randomly. I was, oh, actually not random. I talk to my dad every day. I try to. And he's like, he randomly. He's like, hey, I just went and saw this individual. He goes to see who's kind of like a medium, kind of psychic. And we, he tell, tells me what he's doing. And then right before he hang up, he goes, oh, hold on, hold on. He goes, I go, yeah. And he's like, um, yeah, he's like, she brought up you. And he said, she said to tell you, like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be and I was like holy shit like I was literally like I just remembered that and I was like he I didn't tell anybody I was asking that question it was literally like seven hours earlier eight hours earlier I had asked that wow and I was like and I literally got like that movement that like that little goosebumps that happens I don't know if that's real or not but I got that in my and my thing and I was like okay and so <laughs> I just I just then I just stopped asking it, and I just went leaning back into life but it was like just really random so again I would, I would encourage people that if you're stuck uh, in there, just ask that question and just be open to how the answer shows up in front of you.